Good evening and welcome to the NFL Draft. Tonight, we officially welcome the next generation of players. So if you're ready, are you ready? Let's get it started. The NFL Draft is officially open. Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I am Trevor Sycamore. With me is Benjamin Solak, literally with me, sitting right next to me. Hello. Ben just got the full effect of my intro, which I yell. Because we tested audio levels before this, and you were like, all right, this is probably the level we're talking about. I was like, yeah, it's probably the level we're talking about. And then you went through the intro, and you went five times above the level that we just agreed we would usually talk at. Well, I mean, this just... What we're doing. That's what I do. I'll just go test, 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 test. And then I got to give people the jolt of energy. I feel like wake up doing a podcast. Usually, like, even when we've been recording this week, we've been in separate rooms on separate mics trying to get the the usual quality, audio quality that we have. I feel like doing this in the same room where we can see each other is going to be bad because our pace of talking to one another already has some inherent pauses built in. Right. We're just going to freak out about it. While we're sending looks at each other, but now we actually can send looks at each other, and I think we're just going to end up making dumb faces and forgetting to talk. You guys are going to be in for a wild ride as the listeners here. We wanted to give you a, a, a podcast about day two before day two of the 2021 NFL Draft. We had a big recap of what our reactions were, best value picks, worst value picks, surprise guys, guys that we're excited for, all of that recapping on the last episode for the 2021 NFL Draft. Today... Or for this episode specifically, we're going to look at round two, and it's going to be a preview. We're going to talk about the players that are still available. We're going to go through second round, some teams that are picking early second round, some targets that they could have, some players that we're surprised that they are uh, they're still around on the board. We're going to get into the the round three picks as well, and so uh, we're going to go over some guys here. Yeah. All right. So I want to ask you from the jump: these are the top ten players on the consensus board. Yeah. That were not selected on day one. Okay. And I want to know who the biggest surprise is for you that we have him here. Okay. Jeremiah Wusukormoa, linebacker, Notre Dame. Aziz Ojolari, Edge, Georgia. Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, Oklahoma State. Trevon Merrick, safety, TCU. Grishan Barmore, D- t- defensive tackle, Alabama. Landon Dickerson, uh, interior offensive lineman, Alabama. Elijah Moore, wide receiver, Ole Miss. Terrace Marshall, wide receiver, LSU. Javante Williams, running back, North Carolina. And Sammy Cosme, the offensive tackle out of Texas. Now, when you ask the question, who am I surprised the most by, do you want me to answer that from my own analysis or more of like we predicted that these players would be first-round players I from want, what we were hearing? I want you to tell me who are you most surprised does not put the selection in the first round. Will you do when answer the question? I guess uh, Elijah Moore. If I'm okay. taking your words exactly as you are saying oh, them to me. If you're reacting to English correctly, yes. <laughs> we were told that Elijah Moore was wide receiver four, right? We, right. we had the sources that said he was wide receiver four for most teams, no matter how they had the first three guys ordered or no matter how they had the guys ordered after him, Moore was that wide receiver four. We had five wide receivers go last night. Kadarius Tony, Rashad Bateman were the other two along with the big three. Elijah Moore wasn't one of them. So he's not just wide receiver four. He's not just wide receiver five. He's wide receiver six. And now we've got a handful of other wide receivers that could come into the mix here on day two. That's who I'm most surprised is is still on the board. And I think we're going to see him go early. I think at least within the first 10 picks of the second round, Elijah Moore is going to have his name called. What do you think? Eagles, Jets, not the Bengals, Panthers maybe. Mm, probably not. Lions. I think they're going. I think they're going O line. Lions are, of course, yeah, a big one because yeah. they went offensive line at seven. Right. So I mean, you have a a skill position pick on offense for Jacksonville, Atlanta, Miami, 
Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and the Giants. So that's six of the top 10 teams all had skill position taken. Now, Jacksonville was a running back, but so that's five pass catchers selected. Right. So you, unless you're going to have a team double up, which I think the only real candidate to double up would be Philadelphia, uh, I, uh, it's not an easy thing. I don't think it's it's easy to find that that all that lock team. Detroit, obviously, as a as a team that is in such desperate need for wide receiver, like I would get that. I, I would say I'd be surprised if they pass on, but I wouldn't say Elijah Moore's locked to go top ten. If I'm going to say a player is a lock to be drafted in the first ten picks of the second round, yes. Oh, I shouldn't have committed. to Wow, this. I was gonna say you yeah. sound you sound very convicted about this. You're like, yeah, it's not gonna be Elijah Moore. I've got a name in my head. I'm gonna say it out loud on the I podcast. Thought I did. I'm gonna have it with aggression. People are gonna be like, wow, I believe Ben. I'd I'd follow him into the depths of the universe. He would be my leader. I would believe his word above all else. I am buying time for you, and you still I, got nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> this is why I say it's bad that we're in the same room together. Unbelievable, you're not used dude. To seeing the anguish in my head as I I'll go give you this another podcast. lock that I Asante think Asante Samuel would be my lock. That's not who I would say. You, although that's a good one. <laughs> who would you take? I would have said Uusu Koromoa because, for as much as I think teams looked at Uusu Koromoa, mm-hmm. and you and I have talked about this before, his uniqueness made it difficult to target where he was going to go off the board in the first round because there's so much, yes, this guy brings this kind of element to your defense, but it has to be specific. You have to really like what is what he's going to do, and you have to really have a vision for his type of skill set. There are a lot of teams that we feel he could be a good fit in, but we didn't know if they would take the risk in the first round. For me, it's kind of like that running back feel, like what we saw with last year. Remember where it was like, okay— I think the league really likes his running back class. Clyde Ebersy Lair, J- right. Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, like all of these guys. But nobody wanted to take him in round one. And then but then the second him. round two came around. They were right. like, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're cool, we're cool. Our fan bases won't hate us. They won't send us the right. stupid running backs don't matter thing. To me, that's Wusu Koromoa. I think that a lot of teams were scared to take him in the first round because they didn't want their name next to Wusu Koromoa if that first round pick Failed if they could not find the correct spot for him. Round right. two, everything's open. And this was a player that you and I spoke on. We could not find a bad word about him. Everybody raved about him as a player, yeah. as a person. They love, like, leader, a guy who was very versatile. There was not a single bad word that I could find about Ousu Koromo. That's why I thought he was going to make it into round one, but it also is what makes me think he's going to be a lock to go round two now that teams are more comfortable. Right, and I think, right, there's if you view him as a low floor player because of how he might be deployed, if he's a true linebacker or a nickel or a safety or whatever, you take that player in round one and he misses, it's a bust. You take that player in round two and he misses, it's not as bad of a bust, right? right? It's that right. protection like you're talking about. That running back comment is interesting because now that I'm thinking about it, I think we're in a position for a big offensive line run, which is not like teams are trying to avoid offensive linemen, but I think you, you spend the entire day re-looking at your board and recalibrating. You have Tevin Jenkins still available, who... We're not really sure why he's falling. I don't. I don't. I have but no he is. Idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would be surprised if he doesn't get selected in round two, the top half of round two. But so you have Tevin Jenkins, you have Landon Dickerson, you have yep. Sammy Cosme, you yep. have Creed Humphrey, right. you have Liam Eichenberg, you have Dylan Radins, who we heard a first round hype for. You saw right. Jalen Mayfield and Wyatt Davis and some of these other guys who we expected to be more like late round two guys, but they'll still be around. Uh, I think the strongest position group left. It's probably offensive line in general, and I think offensive tackle would be appropriate. Whereas we saw at the end of the first round last night the push on edges, which I think indicates how people feel on this 
day two edge group. Uh, Aziz was relied with the knee. Joseph Osai is not a perfect fit. You know what I mean? He's kind of a tricky guy to figure out. Carlos Basham, who is much more so of a developmental player than you'd like him to be. Like, I think that teams really wanted to prioritize getting the edges in that they liked in, ra- in round one. And accordingly, some potential round one offensive linemen got pushed to round two. And that's probably where we're going to see a run. Let's just talk about some offensive line like team targets, okay? I don't think the New York Jets are going to do that, even though I think it'd be hilarious if they drafted like Tevin Jenkins and right. had Elijah Vera Tucker Mackay backed in and Tevin Jenkins. That'd be hilarious, but I don't think they're going to do that. Falcons, maybe. I mean, we talked about it four, probably too rich for them to go low line. We didn't think they were going to go Penny Sewell. They don't, but I feel like that that could be an option for them if they don't want to go somewhere on the, the defensive side of the football now that they do have Kyle Pitts. Miami Dolphins, maybe. Again, this is another one where it's like, oh, if Darisaw is available at 18, maybe they take him. Of course, they take um, Jalen Phillips instead, so he's not there. What do you think about the Philadelphia Eagles? They would very, they would do it. You 100%. think? I mean, they okay. were they were apparently in on on Slater and Elijah Vera Tucker. Obviously, they traded up. There's reports that they tried to call ten bajillion teams to trade up. So they're very clearly targeting Devontae the whole time. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in on it. They have ta- long term tackle needs and long term interior offensive line needs. I think Atlanta very much should be in on offensive line. That would make a lot of sense to me. I think the Bengals are almost inevitably in an offensive line i think carolina was corner or offensive yeah it's it's gonna be one of those yeah i think we're gonna see in the first the first 45 maybe because you have Jacksonville, dallas like i think we're gonna get a big run on offensive linemen and so it's it but it it, we we said it when we were talking about the Bengals, right which we kind of alluded to this uh, on the podcast earlier today we didn't really get to go into the jamar chase penne sewell conversation we've done it ten thousand times but one of the big things about it was the confidence that at 38 Right in the first half of the the second round, you would have offensive linemen to choose from. You would have offensive tackles. You would have the ability to get a starter at this point because the tackle class is good. And so I think that is coming true. While also we're starting to see the interior offensive line group, which only had Elijah Vera Tucker drafted, now bring in more people. Yeah, so, I I think that offensive line is just going to dominate the early parts of the second round. Uh, there's just so many teams that I'm looking at here that right. could absolutely take one. You get towards. The middle rounds. I mean, the Washington football team is another one, right? I mean, they take Jamin Davis in the first round. They've still got an offensive line need. They've got to hit it there. I don't think they think they have an offensive line need the way we think they they have an offensive line need. And and I think they're wrong, but whatever. Chicago Bears as well. I mean, like, you just keep going. To, like, this yeah. is going to be a huge offensive line second round. It's going yeah. to be dominated by offensive I know. I, I saw Lance Zerline's got 15 going in his round two, round three mock. Wow. And Brandon Thorne said as many as 20 offensive linemen could go. On day two. And obviously, you know, Brandon Thorne thinks that like 40 offensive linemen should go around two. Well, we love Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, we, Brandon. We he knows O-line Brandon well, and yeah. but he he loves a lot of guys in this class. But this this is where he might be vindicated, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. this is where he could be, his opinion on this offensive line class could absolutely right. be validated here with how many guys. Follow Brandon Thorne and that long Twitter. Yeah, no, Brandon Thorne, a uh, big friend of the pod. Subscribe to Trench work. Warfare on Substack. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at a fair price. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings to be sure to bring joy to anyone's life. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give that special someone something truly meaningful. If you are on the hunt for the perfect unique ring that your significant other will treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this one out. They won't be around for long, so find them by searching the words 10 by 10 
over at BlueNile.com. Breaking down the rest of who's available on day two of the 2021 NFL Draft coming up after the break. Question for you, Trev. Yes. First quarterback off the board in day two. Oh, and I was going to ask you yeah, this. Well, guess what? You Get faster, kid. I'm here now. Rascal. It's my podcast because I can see the mic and the editing software this time. Are right, you ready? Yes. Davis Mills. I hope so. I have him under 60 and a half. Oh, do you yeah. really? Oh, yeah. who's picking 60? Okay, so like 60 and a half would be... The Saints. The Saints. Who could take a quarterback. Could take a quarterback. But you got him... Okay, but you've got him below 60. Yes. So Cleveland Browns, no. Kansas City Chiefs, no. Los Angeles Rams, no. Seattle Seahawks, no. Pittsburgh Steelers, yes. yes. That's 55. Colts, maybe, but I would right. say probably not. They need to They need to invest all their premium picks in building around Carson Titans Wentz. Titans are maybe. Nah, yeah, but that's another. That's not one Bears. that's probably not going to happen. Bears, no. Football Washington, team, yes. could. Yeah, and that's at 51. Dolphins. Raiders could at 48. No, Raiders could at 48. Okay. All right, so yeah. you got you got a little bit of flexibility and Also, here. we're not even looking at trade-ups yet, but I just think. We're trading up for Davis Mills. Who's trading up for a quarterback? Who's trading? No, who's trading up for Davis Mills in the second round? Don't do this. Regular. Don't no. Don't, yeah. don't do not. Don't 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 give yourself this kind of hope. Don't do not do this. Yeah. Last this time, is why you last, have a last time I thought a team was trading up for a quarterback, the Eagles took Devontae Smith, a Heisman winning wide receiver, and my initial <laughs> reaction was anger. Um, I did, didn't you tweet like dot 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 dot. Fine. Fine. <laughs> well, because I was just like, Howie, please, like, please, Howie, I will never, like, I, I've said so many bad things, I'll never say a bad thing about you ever again if you luck into Justin Fields. Yeah. And then it was Devontae Smith, and I was like, well, obviously that's okay. Right, but right. My emotions right now are not good. If they were to take, hold t- on, if they were to take Justin Fields, how much, what do you think they could have gotten in a trade for Jalen? Anything? Oh, right. What I, do you would, think? I would say, so he's picked at pick 53. Right. So right. I would say, or pick around 70. You think they could have got like a third round pick for him? Yeah. Oh, in man. this class? No, I yeah. think that no, I, I don't think I don't think they could have got that high, but I think they could have got like a fourth or a fifth. They could have. No, no, no. raise a rookie contract. He's a good player. I mean, maybe. Yeah. They need a quarterback and they just played him and they decided that God, your beard is so blonde. I hate doing the podcast next <laughs> This is the worst. <laughs> I'm focusing. Why? It's like white hairs in your beard. I know. But no. you're not old. I listen. I mean, I'm kind of old. I just turned 30. Where's Trayvon Merrick coming off the board? We love him. Jacksonville at 33. You think? That right, right at 33? No, but uh, Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Urban Meyer said. You think? No. But Urban Meyer said last night that at 25, they were thinking about Travis Etienne or maybe a corner or maybe a safety, right? So he just said, he said that it was basically. Uh, that like, He basically shifts his hand and saying they look like they're going to go secondary. So yeah. unless it's. Gonna be, you know, Asante Samuel no, or Tyson it's not Campbell. Be it's not gonna be corner. Right, then I think that realistically and, and I've always liked him as an Owusu Koromoa spot as a box safety, right? As that sort of a, a second level player. And so Merrick, I think, is one hundred percent on the board, should be on the board for them. Uh we're we're we are reaching simply too good to not get drafted at this point range for Trevon Merrick. Uh, sure, just, yeah. He's just such a rock steady player. I literally like if you watch the TDN live show starting at seven PM Eastern all major socials. Uh they <laughs> I submitted today my fifteen players that like they're gonna throw to me for analysis in the virtual studio. And the first guy I selected was Mary, because I was like, I just need to talk about him. Right. I need to be right, able to say like right. it's awesome they speak in round two, and I think he's gonna be great. So that's where I think Mary goes. Follow up, where's Barmore go? This yeah. is a weird one. Right. Uh, I think that Barmore will go somewhere. 
Like first half of the second round. I think second round at worst. Yeah, at, all of these we're bringing up is first half of the second round. I want to know where he goes. Like what team? Yeah, I, I made a freaking commitment. All right. Okay. I, I was committed to the Jaguars like four whole seconds. All right. Of the all right. All right. Uh, could go to Jacksonville at forty-five. They're not going to go with him at thirty-three. I, I don't think. But he could definitely go at forty-five. Uh, I think you go to the Raiders at 48. Then you go to the Patriots at 46. I mean, that's why I said the middle because I'm looking at a lot of these teams and I feel like there's there's a lot of options for them here. Maybe Indianapolis at 54, but I don't think they, they really need him. Um, Cleveland at 59. So I think that he's... he's I think Barmore's going to be a lock to go in the second round. But it's mm-hmm. probably... No, now that I'm saying it, it's, it's probably back half of the second round that I'd be more confident in with the teams I just named. I'm bad at math on the fly, so maybe that's right around that area, yeah. and I named some teams that are actually in the first half of the second round, but that's what I believe with him there. Uh, you want to do a little rapid fire because we've got – we can't just go on this format too much. We talked about the early parts and, the, and then the later parts of the second round, but you want to go kind of like position by position real quick and just talk about some best players available in D2 – or in, in D2, in round, in round two and three? Division two. Yes. Divi- yeah, your best Division two players I'm available. I'm trying to think of any Division two player in this class. I don't think I can. So, quarterback. We got Kelamon and Davis Mills on the board. We also have Kyle Trask. Do you think all three of them go? Yes. Tonight, absolutely. You think so? Okay. I think we're more likely to get four than two. Okay. Any- oh, four. I don't think we're getting four. I don't no think way. we're getting four either, but I would be stunned if we get Okay, two. but you just wanted to make that statement. Like, you wanted to come out hot. You wanted to make I- sure that everybody knew what you were saying. I think— Because there's no way in hell, Benjamin, we're getting four quarterbacks tonight. Right, and that's why it really emphasizes the point. I feel very there, attacked. But there me. is a way in hell that we get two. Do you understand why no, I'm, I'm saying, saying this? I'm saying it is so likely that we get three. Uh-huh. And ergo, there's no chance we get two because we already have three. Great use that of ergo. four, which is still possible once you have three, given the ordinal ascension of numbers, is more likely than two, which is made impossible by the assumption that three quarterbacks are selected. Okay, first of yeah, all. so suck it there, chief. Do not cross the imaginary line where the mic is in the middle of us. Okay? I, my elbow, I was feeling, I was slamming the table a little bit two moving on to running backs okay we've got Najee Harris and Travis Etienne off the board Javante Williams Michael Carter tell me tell me when you hear a name that's not going on day two okay okay we got Javante Williams yep. we got Michael Carter yep Kenneth Gainwell him you think that's the line I you think you think we're getting two running backs today the league might like him more well I think we're more likely to see Trey Sermon or Ramondre Stevenson but that's off how I feel about him okay I don't, I don't know if the league likes him that much he's small <laughs> I think that we're gonna get more than two I think that we're gonna get at least three running backs I don't know who it's gonna be I think Michael Carter and Javante Williams are gonna be the next ones we've heard that the uh, people, we could get four we've heard that the people like Ramondre no they do they do and you're right the run on offensive line like we, like we talked about before is kind of gonna go against running backs because normally right. you could sometimes find some teams with some luxury picks but maybe it's more in the third round maybe these guys are just gonna go right. in the third round and that's what's gonna happen there wide receiver we've got five off the board the guys that stand out that are still there Terrace Marshall Jr. Yeah Rondale Moore yeah Brown yeah Amon Ross St. Brown yep. Elijah Moore yeah Dwayne Eskridge who is who yeah. a lot of people seem to be decently high on Amari Rogers yeah Nico Collins, Tylen Wallace. Yeah, the league seems to be pretty high on Nico yeah. Collins think, as well. well. I think Nico Collins and Tylen is like your edge, your fringe, and then you start to get to the Tutu Atwells and the Amir Smith-Marsets and the Seth Williams of the world. I think that Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall maybe, are probably the only wide receivers that I see right now going within that offensive tackle run in the second round, like the first part of the second round, late part of the second I'll round. Maybe, yeah, he yeah. could definitely be in there as well. But I think we really aren't going to see wide receivers start to come off the board big time until 
round three. That's what I think, at least. I, I, I think the run on wide receivers is going to start in, in round three, and I think that we're going to start to see a flood of wide receivers after that. Agree? Sure. I, I think it's just wide receivers always. You know what I mean? I think it's just a But I just, I'm just saying that right. we, we talked about wide receivers a lot going in the second round, but I think for how many offensive linemen are available, teams are going to have the chance and probably preference to go get wide receivers round three instead of picking them over like a trench player, an edge rusher, an O-lineman in yeah, round two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight end, Pat Fryermuth. Do you think he goes second round or third round? Second. Okay. Uh, who do you think's next tight end off the board? Brevin third. Jordan, Tommy Tremble. Tommy Tremble. I would agree. Third round. I would agree with yeah. you. Okay. Uh, we, we talked offensive tackle. Yeah, we went over yeah. offensive tackle, interior offensive lineman a lot. Um, Landon Dickerson, I think he's going somewhere around two. Yeah. Have no idea Whatever where. team gets him, the fans are going to be so hype. I can't wait for yeah, draft Landon. It's going to be fun. Uh, we talked Christian Barmore with inti- interior defensive lineman. We've got no interior defensive lineman off the board. Milton. Do you think Barmore is DT1 off the board? No, not anymore. I, well, I, I, I'm, I'll just say... I'm not nearly as confident anymore. Yeah. If a, if a, if a defense if an interior defense alignment was getting drafted round one, I would have told you it's Christian Barmore. But right, but because teams seem worried about that, right, it now could be your anybody. Levi and Wazariquez, your Davian Nixon's, your Milton Williams, and your Tommy Tungi guys come in. Right, in right. I also think that Tyler Shelvin, Aline McNeil, JT Fele, they've got a chance at round three, but it just seems like the league is much lower right. on this interior defensive line group. You might be able to get them at the beginning of. of uh, uh, I'm on record saying three. this is the worst interior defensive line group that's ever existed ever. So the league is not. That's much lower probably true. You should you should have seen no the interior defensive line group me. back in 1922. <laughs> I bet it was absolutely pitiful the other thing i learned recently is that uh, when the university of sky was in the big 10 their head coach was their right halfback amos stag oh hell yeah <laughs> yeah he's just like all right who could do that today Vrabel, Vrabel. probably yeah Vrabel and flores oh flores yeah. definitely Florence yeah, would, yeah, play, yeah, yeah. would yeah. play mike and would give himself the calls like, all right, we're going to turn and it would come back into his own ear i think that it's gonna we're, we're gonna see offensive line Heavy run on him beginning of the second round, as we said, but I think edge rusher is going to come quickly after that because yeah. you got, got a lot of guys. Aziz Ojolari. Um, Aziz, Joseph, we barely mentioned Aziz. Aziz is big time steal if he's healthy. Yeah. Big jo- time. Joseph Osai, Boogie Basham, Quincy Roche, Ronnie Perkins. I mean, Hamilcar Rashid, which we've heard the league is decently high on. All of these guys, I think, could potentially go um, somewhere on day two. Linebackers left. Baron Brownie's still there. Wusu Kormo, we've talked about him. Cameron McGrone, Jabril Cox. Pete Warner, I think all those guys are yes. locks to probably go sometime today. Linebacker's probably going to get a run. <sighs> Nick Bolton, Chad Surratt are probably fringe guys, like third round, fourth round. Oh, I think Bolton goes. You think Bolton for, for yeah, sure? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, coaches are going to love Bolton. That's true. You're right. You're right. I'm just yeah. thinking of Bolton, and he's a little bit smaller. He's more of a downhill guy. I wonder how much value that brings. But I agree with you. I think that you're right. If you're looking for a downhill Mike who's just attacking the line of scrimmage, I think some teams, yeah, some team will take him somewhere on day two. Corners. We had a lot go, but Asante Samuel, Ifatu Melafonwu, Paulson Adebo, Tyson Campbell, all of these guys are still available. You think Asante Samuel is probably the first guy off the board? Him or Tyson Campbell? Because we heard juice for both right. fringe round one players. You think Kelvin Joseph makes it into day two? Yes. We got to remember, this, this we, we get over 70 picks. We got third round complex as well. That's true, yeah. So, yeah, I'm saying, I, I, like, a lot of these French guys, I say, yeah, like, by the time he gets to round three, like, I'd be taking Kelvin Joseph. And right, I'm sure. And love Kelvin Joseph. We're also going to have a huge run on safeties. Obviously, one has not been taken yet. We mentioned Trayvon Merrick's probably the guy to get at the top of the second round, but Javon Holland, Jamar Johnson, Richie Grant, probably second round picks, or at least beginning of the third round from the way people talk about him. Then after that, we've got Hamson, Asiril, Dean, Telenova, Hufonga. 
Andre Sisco, Joshua Bledsoe, James Wiggins, all of these guys, Dion Diablo, all these guys could potentially be somewhere on uh, in the third round of day two. There we go. I feel like we did a good job there. Focused on some teams. Focused on wh- what we think the runs are going to be at day two. Can't wait to be absolutely wrong. What do you think? Why are you yelling the word focused? I'm watching you podcast has been a game changing experience for me. I'm never going to do the show the same ever again. What's you wrong? should see how much Trevor moves his head. He's just constantly yelling at the mic. <laughs> People who listen it's to the like podcast a, already know it's that. It's like a woodpecker <laughs> launching himself. The angry woodpeckers. <laughs> oh, that's from the TikTok. <laughs> it took me a second, but then I remember. I don't know if you guys have uh, oh, seen out there the the the, the, the red team. The, <laughs> the the guy who tries to name the random sports NFL logos who doesn't watch football. I think it's all staged, but whatever. It's hilarious. Angry chickens. <laughs> No, the scary the, the the Eagles are the scary looking chicken. He's the scary looking chicken. All right, this podcast is off the rails at this point. Before we get out of here, got to remind you guys about Built Bar, best tasting protein bars on the planet. They got eighteen amazing flavors. Whatever it is, if you, if you're into fruit based protein bars, chocolate based, nut based, they've got you covered. Low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber as well. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get yourself fifteen percent off off your next order of the best protein bars over at builtbar.com. We'll see you guys after day two of the twenty. 2021 NFL Draft. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.